Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the English Happy Hour Podcast. In today's show, we talk about the Bass Pro Shops Million Dollar Tournament, spawning smallmouth and largemouth, finding pre-spawn fish on grassy lakes, and the frigid forecast for Red Crest next week. Hope you guys enjoy. But before we go any further, I want to tell you guys that this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Angler's Happy Hour podcast. I've personally trusted the Hercules, TerraTrack, AT2, and Power ST2 to get my truck and boat trailer to every event around the country safely for the past two years. These tires are long-lasting, quiet on the road, and most importantly, incredibly reliable. If you're in the market for a new set of trucker trailer tires, head over to HerculesTires.com and see why these tires are such an incredible value. You can also find out more by following Hercules Tires on Facebook or Instagram at Hercules Tires. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. We are, I'm back home. The guys are back home and uh, we're looking forward to having another fun hour of talking fishing. Um, before we get into the main content, as always, let's let's go around and see what's going on with the guys. Rob, what's up with you, man? Uh, just a little bit of the same with the house, working on that, doing a little bit of mountain biking and uh, no fishing this last week at all. So getting anxious to get out there. The weather's just phenomenal. It's Fishing's going to start getting really good here soon. So I'll definitely have to get out. Uh, nothing else to run my boat hasn't ran for a while so when's the last time it got wet man it's been a while right like september it's embarrassing to say that did you winterize it <laughs> yeah right no no rob let me come over dude I'll, I'll give it a once over i'll check the batteries um you know i'll make sure everything's in top running shape yeah, i'm i'm an expert at things <laughs> fired up and let it get up to temp yep rev it a couple times yeah get the cobwebs yeah. out Heck yeah, yeah so I don't know. Maybe this next week I'll get out, but probably not. Who knows? It's, uh, I got to do it soon though. So Rob, you seen anything crazy in your mountain biking excursions? You go early, right? Uh, lately I've been going later in the, in the, um, we rode Friday afternoon and nothing really crazy other than just the sheer number of people out there, like COVID <laughs> mountain bikers. It's amazing. Really? It's just, oh yeah. It's just like COVID, COVID mountain bikers. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's amazing what the outdoors has, how it's blowing up almost to an uncomfortable level. But um, just like all our lakes throughout the country, just getting slammed from, you know, people. I, I don't know, is it new people, people, you know, just reliving fishing in the past, whatever it is. I mean, there's just people in the outdoors. So it seems like there's endless amounts of money to spend on outdoor activities. It's wild, man. Yeah. It is. Yep. Yeah, yep. Dude, they're just patriots. They're financing their lifestyle. It's why we <laughs> live in this wonderful country, man. You too can live this for 19.99% APR. <laughs> you too. Yeah. And there's I've worse been, things they could be spending their money on, dude. Right. Or Amen. spending right. other people's money on anyways. Yeah. Dude, I've been yes. at Saguaro for weeks catching nothing as everyone knows but i am just amazed at how many people are hiking that butcher jones trail it is crazy dude. dude it's like it's like the what the escalator at the mall used to look like <laughs> it's like shoulder to shoulder both ways and it's it's crazy how much use it's getting but you can't blame them when it's 73 degrees for a high there's zero clouds in the sky i mean this is february is the best month at least for weather wise yeah yeah i yeah. agree I agree. It's beautiful. So have you, did you go this week at all, Nick? I did. Yeah. I can't remember. I think it was Tuesday. I got out and, uh, 
I, dude, I caught a fish. Matter of fact, I caught a couple fish and I didn't know what to do. How do you um, not tell us this? Like we haven't talked to Nick all week and uh, <laughs> he finally goes and sees some action. We don't know anything about it. I just quickly like opened the bail because I didn't know what to do. I haven't had a fish on for so long. So I thought <laughs> he got maybe nervous. He, yeah, he needed some room to run, right? Like he just, he, you know, his hooks in his mouth, it hurt. No, I, uh, I finally broke down, man. I, I, I'm just not cut out for the big bait posse. I just, I'm, I'm a quitter. You know, I've got paper hands. You go months without anything and you just, you just fold, bro. It's like selling GameStop <laughs> stock. You just paper hands. So I finally, finally picked up a jerk bait and, uh, caught some fish at saguaro and how about that fun. yeah That's interesting how, That's how cool. about that man i uh, i was throwing one of the vcoy special series jerk bait rods circa 2009 that rob made for me 13 years ago for and, anyone uh, that doesn't know rob's a killer rod maker that's actually how I met Rob back in the day, uh, but he makes some uh, some really nice rods or made some really nice rods before retired. He, uh, retired, yeah, <laughs> mostly just tired. <laughs> tired, yeah. <laughs> but dude, that uh, it was actually really fun. I I caught I didn't catch anything very big. One of them was like maybe pushing three pounds, but on that little noodle of a jerk bait rod, like it was a great time, man. Like he fought hard, and my dog, my poor deprived dog, has never seen a fish catch in all she's the time. Finally she's finally seen fish. Dude, she's so scared of it. It was so funny. It came, she's like stands on the bow and watches because she's curious what's going on. Dude, she was having no part of it. She went and hid under the steering wheel, like under the console. <laughs> just her head was like peeking around the corner and then like, no, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, she thought you guys were just boaters, not fishermen. <laughs> she's like, when are you going to play a Nickelback song? Come on, man, this is boring. Are you going to swim anytime soon? <laughs> that's great. Dude, oh, that's cool to hear, man. It sounds like the lake's waking up a little bit. Don't tell anyone though, man. The lake's going to get pounded yeah, no uh, here coming into the spring. But Josh, um, tell us tell us about your week, man. You had a fantastic week finishing fourth at Havasu and the nah, Arizona. Not first your last, Rob. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, Nick's right, dude. No one no one wants to hear about uh, the third loser, man. Yeah, but, sir, uh, I disagree yeah. on how tough that lake is. So it was a fun week. We talked, uh, last time we talked, I was getting ready to do a little bit of practice. And I had had the day before I'd had that nightmare day where I, you know, lost the reel and, uh, it had done all that stuff with my boat, but, uh, you know, things definitely improved the rest of my practice. So, so to preface this, you know, we talked, we talked about it a little bit before, but it was like, it was pretty tough fishing, like really tough fishing. You, you look at the weights towards the, the top, you know, 10% of the field and it was, it looks pretty good. And, and the size of the fish are, are good, but it was very hard to get bites. Like, you know, with that amount of fishing pressure on a stingy time of year to begin with, um, it was tough to get bites. Like basically if you caught a limited day, you did excellent. And, and yep. if you look at some of the names of dudes that over the whole course of the tournament, over three days caught like literally three fish or less <laughs> yeah, like and really, less than a fish a day a fish a day like it shows how tough it was man really good sticks not catching them it's amazing so, yeah yeah and i'm not saying is. that to make it sound like i did good i just you know like it's people see it and, and, and like you know we know even know some dudes that were there and uh you know you know they're newer to the lake and they're you know just just don't understand how specific and tough it gets at that that time of year so like if, right. if you aren't casting to the exact right spot at the exact right time, man. It's like, if you have, you know, if you're 10 feet off with your cast or if you're an hour too late with your timing, it's, you're not going to catch one. So it's just amazing how specific it was, but, um, what, go kind, ahead, of, Rob. what kind of numbers did you catch each day? 
I ended up catching like 10 a day in the That's tournament. Big. And that, yeah. that, I mean, I was hap- very happy with that, man. You know, yeah. or at least getting 10 bites a day. Like the first yeah. day of the tournament, I think we only caught six, but then we caught like a dozen the next two days or had a dozen bites the next two days. But the first day I tried to just burn up as much obvious community stuff as I could. I didn't hit anything that I thought might be spared of some of the pressure. And uh, we had all largemouth, which is kind of weird. Like we had five largemouth the first day and then five smallmouth the next two days. So we really switched gears and and went for smallies, but um, had like 13 something, 17 something, and then 14 something. And uh, yeah, ended up with like, yeah, just just about 45 pounds and uh, finished in uh, fourth place. It, It 17 pounds a day is like the magic number that time of year. Like if you go back and look at the February tournaments, there are a couple outliers, but if you can get 17 pounds a day, it's uh it's good enough to win like way over half half the time. It's interesting how there's like these lakes have like that magic number, don't they, man? It's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, especially that lake. It's really really crazy how every year it's the same. You know, it's like yeah, you would think those fish would grow to a certain, or you'd have better years than others, and it just doesn't happen. It's very it just doesn't fluctuate. Like it's never bad, or it's never like am- like amazingly good. Like there was that one year that Uribe caught like uh, an absurd. Uh, the year that I had seventeen pounds a day, he ended up catching an absurd uh, <laughs> weight and uh, blew it away. But um, yeah, and I love the lake because it's smallmouth and largemouth. Man, like it's just so cool to to be able to switch gears, like and be t- be fishing for a largemouth, and then literally pick up another rod, run to run a mile down the lake, and now you're casting for it's a pure smallmouth. Like I mean, there are areas where they mix, but like this week, it was pretty. It was it was pretty split like you're either largemouth fishing or you're smallmouth fishing and what else and both species are relevant especially this time of year Uh, exactly yeah yeah i think it was one on largemouth but the guy that finished second was 100 percent key in smallmouth todd klein uh so one interesting thing um what you know is is the conditions like like when you have a lake like that like um you you really if you have the option to go for either species it really gives you a chance to fish the conditions and um when it's sunny the smallmouth are are really the ones to go for like like a typical day in my in my opinion typical day that's going to be sunny you fish you can fish for largemouth early when it's low light that's your opportunity to get them but then once the sun gets high especially if it's a higher pressure day and and the wind's not blowing or, or, or you're not going to get any clouds, smallmouth are ideal because they're such sight feeders. And the largemouth will just bury into the cover. The smallmouth will actually be like, okay, here's our chance to, to move around and look for some, something to eat. And that's, those are the conditions we had the first couple of days. And then the last day, dude, we had a, a freak rain. Like it rained um, and was breezy almost all day. And it made the, the smallmouth kind of funky, man. Like I still fished for them because that's what I ended up having more confidence in. So I, I kind of tried to power through it and just fish for the smallies, even though the conditions weren't great, but I had some long dry spells. Like I had a, at one point I we had three fish and we had like a three hour dry spell. And then, uh, and then dude, I lost back to back, like a four and a three and a half back to back. And, uh, when I lost the second one, dude, I lost it, man. Like, like not for a long time, but I had to <laughs> let it out, dude. I slam, I, I slam my bait on the water, dude. And I shouted and uh, I looked back at my triple and like, sorry, dude, I just had to let that out. And then it was okay. We just kept fishing. It was <laughs> well, all good, you, we but... know what really happened, Rob. 
Was Did that? you have a GoPro running? No. Oh, dang it. See, what really happened, Rob, was that both fish were boat side and the AAA knocked him off with the net. We know well, you got to blame someone. Yeah, Josh <laughs> yeah. is being too nice, but he was slow with the net. He was eating no. a sandwich, tripped over a jacket. You know, no. we know how these things are. Yeah, not a of chance. I had, yeah. I did have a really good co-angler, so uh, it was cool, man. It was, it was fun. One other, uh, we'll move on after uh, from this, but uh, uh, one thing was, man, the uh, a wild fish loss that i had again i'm gonna sit here and talk about all the losses it really wouldn't have made that much of a difference i wouldn't have had enough for first i, I definitely would have moved up but everyone loses fish so i'm not saying this to complain it was just a weird fish loss um dude uh, at this point i and i caught my fish on drop shot uh jerk bait uh little swim bait hair jig all kinds of different stuff just fishing conditions in, in different areas but this fish ha- happens to be hooked on a little tiny jig and it's on a spinning rod with six pound test, I, I get up to the spot where I knew a wolf pack of smallies had lived. I had gone through here in practice, caught like a four and a half. Um, and we're coming back through again and, uh, we get right to the spot. You make the cast, I make the cast and I get thumped and I set the hook and it starts trucking to deep water and instantly, you know, it's a big one. So I call for the net and uh fighting it fighting it fighting it and this thing literally it comes up and jumps and i see how big it is and it's pushing five pounds um and it goes back down and dude it starts dogging like a catfish and i with that light line you can't like pull it up but like how many bass have you guys caught that just get under the boat and you can't move them yeah it's pretty rare especially a smallmouth, huh yeah like it was literally exactly like typically they're doing aerials and just all over the place right well this thing is under the boat and the line is so light i can't I can't like get him up, dude. So I'm just waiting to tire him out. And it felt like five minutes. It could have been a minute and a half in real time, but it felt like five minutes. This thing's under the boat. Finally, it starts to come up and budge a little bit and you can see it because the water's so clear. And dude, my jig is on its hooked on its gill. So that's part of why he's fighting so hard, right? Uh, like uh, he's got the upper hand there. <laughs> yeah, he's oh. on the side. And I'm like, and I thought that maybe he ate the bait so good at like my first instinct was like it went through and hooked him on the outside so i'm now i'm like dude he's gonna cut the line you know so i back my drag off even lighter and we're watching and he comes closer he's 10 feet he's nine feet he's eight feet (laughs) comes off before he comes off we see he's got like six or seven more the same size with him uh and, and under most circumstances uh I, you would tell you, you would ask your co-angler to throw down there and try to there. get one. Yeah. But I'm like, this fish is too important. I already, we already had four big ones and this was our, our fifth one we needed to get, a, you know, a real big bag. Um, but he comes off dude. And I'm like, Oh, can't believe it. You know, I don't, and, and in hindsight, I couldn't figure it out, but you know, uh, Todd, our, our buddy, Todd Klein afterwards, I told him, he's like, dude, what probably happened was on that jump. He probably spit it and then caught it back on his, on his cheek on the jump because there's no way when they eat that thing that you that they don't get it right in the mouth right it's not like Mm -hmm. they slash a jerk bait or something yeah that's just crazy though to have it fly up in the air and then hook itself again which is very you don't think so no i just i I think that's definitely it but like how what are the odds of that one in (laughs) 1.7 trillion that he just didn't come right off don't you wish you'd have just lost him on the jump and been done with it (laughs) it's no kidding dude yeah yeah dude what's weird is and i told my uh my partner too like i wasn't i was calm fighting that fish but like as soon as he came off 
my heart started racing, dude. And I started shaking. Like it was the opposite of a normal uh, deal. And, and he's like, dude, me too, man. I got real. He's like, I got real nervous after he came off. It was a weird one. Everything was backwards. Yeah. As, as tough as it was, it had to be exciting for your, your co-anglers or your AAAs, non-boater, whatever you call them, um, to experience a day like that. Because it's not like they get in everybody's boat and experience days like that. And he had to be stoked. Yeah, so. we all were. Yeah. And they all, like, they were just good days of fishing. And yeah. uh, every single one of my uh, AAAs contributed because it shared weight. So they all yeah. caught a, 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 at least one, uh, if not more, good quality fish that helped a lot. They were super cool dudes. So um, yeah, it fun. is a crapshoot on both sides, man, you know, on who you're going to draw as a boater and also who you're going to – all you can ask is for someone that's going to fish hard. Yep. But, uh, you know, but but the other thing is just guys that help keep you in it mentally, man. If you got a guy that's that's not – that doesn't have confidence in what you're doing and saying and second-guessing you and telling you what to do, like – that will, that's the worst thing in the world, man. So, um, <laughs> I agree. I was, someone's already on pins and needles. Why not just unravel them a little more? <laughs> start exactly. doubting him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one thing if you ask, but like if you've been out there spending a week and, and you know, and, and you, you'd likely know the lake, you know, you gotta, you can't just show up as a co angler and, and, and expect to tell the dude what to do. And that does happen, man. And that's, uh, yeah. it, it's, I'm, I'm sure it's warranted sometimes, but a lot of times it, it does has the opposite effect and it. it it really can hurt a guy's confidence that he might have been about to make that right move and now yep. you got him second guessing himself. So and I'm that that does happen. But um how how far is Havasu from just being phenomenal where everyone's gonna catch fifteen and it's gonna take twenty a day? Yeah, that's the funny thing, timing wise. Like when we got <laughs> there, from now. it was after a major cold front, the water was like fifty one. And yeah, yeah, seriously, you're right, Nick. Two weeks it's gonna be crazy. It yeah. will. Like it's gonna be good in a week and then two weeks it'll be full blown. Yeah, like we're talking about how tough and specific it is and in two weeks it'll be like <laughs> game on, dude. So it's still yeah. super healthy. It's just timing, the, yeah. timing, timing. The water's uh, the water's cold, and and they're just not uh, they're not eating, dude. They're just and not there was two hundred boats out there beating. Their that's heads you're right. That's probably the days the, on the, probably the biggest factor. The yeah. week there was a ninety boat tournament last week and a two hundred boat tournament this week. So, uh, like even guys that are just randomly fishing down a bank, like you might have one awesome specific spot that you're like wanting to fish, but there's so many boats out there just by the numbers, that's covered up. Like. Yeah. There were on the first day, it was funny, dude. I, I was like midday. I was like, oh, okay, let's go over here and check this place out and uh, boat on it. So I'm like, okay, this next one, boat. It was like my fourth or fifth choice. I'm like, fine, let's just go fish here. Like, <laughs> let's just, this, I caught one here once. Let's go over here. Uh, it, it, it was, it was pounded, really was. Um, but yeah, anyways, cool, uh, cool tournament. I've been talking about that long enough. Um, couple rob uh last night uh you text us to check out the miami boat ramps is that hilarious on YouTube, or what? dude i did check out a little bit of it <laughs> how long have you been watching this i just ran into it yesterday and certain like the best of 2020 and it's funny like a couple of those boats are saltwater boats with uh like fishing logos and stuff on them fishing team and the one guy's like, man, that guy must have bought that boat from a fisherman because he can't handle it and just going on and on. It's hilarious. So, so the commentary I, is pretty good. Yeah, the guy literally like posts up at boat ramps and just films and then and does commentary, oh, oh. like overlays yeah. commentary over it, right? Yes, yes. 
after had, the fact or is he dropping commentary while right, the meltdown while it's happening, happening. <laughs> while it's happening he's like they had this guy back in a, a jet ski trailer in uh behind a, a a jeep all lifted up with giant tires and wheels sticking way out looked like a big old looked like a roller skate right yeah and this guy couldn't back up for nothing he kept backing it up on the ramp <laughs> And he's like, yeah, this guy knows I'm filming him, so it's worse. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, you have to be ready to get hit in the mouth. You have to be yes. someone who can take one on the chin if yeah. you're going to pull that. But anything to get a few million views, right? That's amazing. Hilarious. That is pretty funny, dude. Yeah, he actually it, mentioned on there that he's hiring uh, photographers or videographers because <laughs> they want to expand. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. It's blowing up. It is blowing up. You feel bad for these people. And what's, what's interesting is they're not all like major fails. Like a lot of it's relatable to boaters because like you see what these people are doing. They're just everyday things you yeah. see at the ramp, but it is kind of funny. And it's these poor people are under some pressure when they got the camera going, huh? Hilarious. It's like that old meme that was around forever is the guys hanging out on the dock that said like, we'll back your trailer down for beer. <laughs> that could be an amazing side business, at least at like the summertime rush hour at like Lake Pleasant or Saguaro where it usually gets real hairy. You could probably pick up a couple hundred bucks every day pretty easy if you just charged like five bucks. Saguaro's <laughs> the best because the ramp's got a little bend to it. And it's like only three lanes and Hilarious. so you can get real pressure. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah, only do you have to back up, but you have to put a little turn to it. Yeah. It makes it interesting. Yeah, you lose sight of your boat for like 10 seconds. And that's yeah. all That's all. At it a takes. critical juncture. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's all it takes. How many people have you seen back off the side of the curb and then get their trailer stuck? Their oh, yeah, trailer the, frame will just sit. The uh, U-boats dig into the it. concrete. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, that thing's all scraped up, but yeah. yeah. Dude, I random. I saw, I don't remember, it was, uh, gosh, I can't think of the guy's name, but I saw it was on Old AZ Anglers, and a guy had actually a pretty good day at Canyon, which is almost impossible anymore. Did you see that, dude? He came back at the end of the day, and oh. there was, like, nothing left of his trailer. How'd that happen? <laughs> dude, it looked like, like someone went out there with a sledgehammer and just yeah. beat the tar out of it. it How did even... that happen? Someone had, someone a had to run into derby. it. They actually taught, it was a lady that ran into it and she actually left a note and, and, um, you know, said, sorry, so, I had know, a whatever. lot of vodka before I started driving <laughs> yeah. and your trailer was in the way. <laughs> it was, I mean, that wasn't like typically when someone hits your trailer, like it's just like a little scuff on the fender or something. Yeah, Maybe your tail light gets knocked out. This was like a 20 mile an hour collision. <laughs> it, was. it looked like it. three people with a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was completely mangled like unusable <laughs> unusable i wonder what Classic. he did with his boat he was looking for options to get rid yeah. get his boat out of the water so yeah that sucks for him out, hopefully but. it's lots of people saying like insurance will take care of you so hopefully something like that happened yeah. and it's all good but i like it too like the the classic sin at the boat ramp is like sinking the trailer really deep and then just coming in like at a you know perpendicular to the trailer and one of the days I think it was two weeks ago or last week at Swirl, like someone had a really like new late model pretty nice whatever is it tahoe that's the tracker boat that has like kind of like the this the uh, windshield and it's oh, kind of sure. like a yeah, family uh, cruiser. yeah exactly what it is yeah a nice boat do probably like an 18 foot tahoe is bright red brand new <laughs> the guy got it like completely perpendicular on the trailer and he's oh, just like lean, yeah leaning on the throttle trying to like ram it i was like whoa whoa like i didn't say anything but it was just poor guy there was no one there it was just me and him and it's like it's the right day to go practice but it's like very rarely i, I guess trailer in a boat throttle can be your friend and it is your friend in the right moments but 
there's other times and like more throttle is not what you need. Like <laughs> truth. Back no doubt on that. Yeah. So yeah. If he, if he would have had a crew with him, they would have been swimming. They would all yeah. been in the water, you know, waist deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like holding on to the side. <laughs> Never seen that one before, huh? Yeah. It's, it's classic. Dang. Yeah. You're right though. At least on a weekday, he was, he was not, you know, getting yelled at by a bunch of other people and he'll get and he it. got to learn, go do it. Right. Like props yeah. to him for doing that. And I did, I maybe should offer to help. It was not, I wasn't filming him <laughs> and telling him that he's probably under more pressure because I'm making a YouTube channel out of him, but had a little <laughs> empathy. That, <laughs> so is, that is cold, dude. That is cold. And we're all getting enjoyment out of it. We're, we're all getting, the karma's going to get us one day. Yeah. For buddy. sure. Well, um, uh, one other thing, we're going to get into some, uh, we got more Q&A here, but uh, one other thing I wanted to uh, bring up you guys is, have you, did I, I sent you guys the uh, forecast on what I'm going to have to fish in next week. Yeah, yeah man, it looks, looks a little like rough. Shorts and flip-flops, dude. Yeah, let's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this off for the listeners real quick. So I'm going to Flint, Texas for Redcrest. Um, practice starts next Friday. I still have to get there. I still have to drive there. So does everyone else in the tournament. Here are... And this is a countrywide storm, but this is East Texas where the highs should be in the 60s right now. Today, highs 24, lows 12, 40% chance of snow. Monday, highs 19, lows 10, 30% chance of snow. Tuesday, no snow, thankfully, but it's going to be mostly cloudy with 27 as a high and 23 as a low. Wednesday, this is the day that I will be arriving or plan to be arriving. 29 is a high, freezing rain. Uh, I'm sure there'll be no ice on the roads dude, since it hasn't gotten over 30 in four days and it snowed and rained uh, three of the four <sighs> Thursday, the day before practice starts 25 is a high still no melting of the ice 15 is a low. So Friday, the day that we're the morning that we're supposed to get on the water and start practicing, it's going to be 15 the high. Thankfully that day it warms up to 31. So it almost cracks freezing. And then again, that night, 25. It warms up after that, but it's almost to the point, like this is the storm of a century back there. Yep. And like, dude, like you even wonder if, if there's even going to be like soft water at the at, in the creeks and the boat ramps, like will the water freeze that quick? You should, like in, in you all the should probably bring an ice auger. <laughs> yeah. Let's we talk could to make it ice loaded, dude. They're all about ice fishing, man. They got you. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be terrible. Sorry. Well, studded trailer tires. You got big knobby four by four on your Tundra, dude. Ten miles an hour for thirty six hours, and you'll you'll be there. Man, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what I'm gonna do and what's gonna happen. But hopefully, I mean, all you can do is hope that eases up a little bit. But like, I think there's a chance I won't even be able to practice that first day. Like, like I don't I don't know if I'll be able to get there, and everyone's gonna be in the same boat. So like, we might be fishing the tournament on short practice or. Who knows? But like, you know, the deal, like if they, if they say you can go, everyone's going to try to go, yeah. but uh, it's going to be you, wild. Do you go wear ahead. a life jacket in that situation all day? I, yeah, I will for yeah. sure, dude. You'd recommend that, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I'll wear one. I'll wear a little, you know, a, a suspender At least a, style one. Yeah. 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 That's crazy, dude. Some of the bring extra clothes, that type of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of the slickest trailering conditions I've encountered have been across Texas too, man. When it gets cold and slippery, Texas is Texas sized when it comes well, to difficult trailers. 
they're not they're not equipped for it man like the northern states you get snow and ice and they they knock it out dude they salt the roads and they know what to do and and, and people are, are using the right tires and stuff but it's rare enough in texas that most of the most of the parts of the state don't have that type of uh response to it you know it's just it's frozen it's frozen until it thaws right yeah any chance they would cancel the event because of that would I be so know tragic <laughs> well think about i'm just saying think about it i mean they'll cancel from a windstorm but now you have guys coming from all over the country in just terrible conditions i mean guys could really get in trouble just getting yeah. there the so weird the thing thought. is the tournament's fine so like i could see them making an adjustment to practice but like i don't know dude i just i have no idea what to uh expect and it stinks it's so last minute you know like it We'll see, but it's yeah. it's just bad luck. It's bad luck because yeah. this is the event we've all been looking forward to, and we've yeah. been looking forward to Slugfest. And it's still good, you know. Say say everything goes as planned and fine, like it's going to be slow fishing. But it will be interesting to see how guys like fish with in thirty nine degree water and see who's able to figure out how to get a few bites and uh, and make something happen. Like it'd be interesting to watch that, but it's going to be slow, dude. There's no way the fish are going to be chewing after this weather like the water temp should be 55 and it's going to be uh i'll be shocked if it's 40 dude wow yeah. hilarious power fishing tournament i would i would just fish fast aggressive hammer yeah. them probably top water that type of stuff <laughs> buzz baits <laughs> probably have Breaking the same the luck you would doing anything else <laughs> yeah. probably work as well as anything zero yeah. fish uh, just be careful going that's crazy yeah yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Pretty crazy. I, I, I'm kind of Debbie Downer on that subject because it's just I'm a little bit nervous about it. But hey, don't um, damage my future boat while you're there, okay? I have big plans for that thing in 11 months. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Um, all right, so let's answer a couple questions here. Um, pick which one we're going to start. My with. My first question is, Rob, have you bought an Angler's Happy Hour sweatshirt yet? Not yet. Yeah, good He's question. Done. Yeah, that's Nick the only Q and A for the day. That's right. <laughs> Loud and proud. Hey, yes, it's a good opportunity for these East Texas listeners yeah, that are oh. getting this storm. If hey, if you're going to be cold next week, you have time to get one of these things in before uh, before that 16 degree day hits. 10 percent off promo code Redcrest Freeze. <laughs> I believe it's like one it. degree right today. There isn't it? Something like that. Dude. That's yeah. a good opportunity to buy two or three. Then you can layer yes. with them. They make nice layers. I'm glad you mentioned it, Nick. Thanks, dude. I had made a note, and I always forget to mention it. So, uh, yeah, for sure. And we're going to totally we're gonna try to get myself. some hats coming soon as well. But, uh, yeah. yeah, again, we're trying to take over the apparel world. Yeah, Look um, out, Lululemon. Look out, you know, Athleisure. We're going to just take it over. Okay. Here's a good question from Alex, our buddy Alex, uh, Alex Akers. My question submission, do largemouth and smallmouth spawn at different times? How can you tell when those times start aside from seeing them up shallow? Um, was actually going to ask you that. I feel like I've been talking forever. How about Rob, you start, dude. Do they spawn at different times? In my experience, yes. Um, I honestly think the smallmouth go a little bit after the largemouth start, at least the initial bunch. Um, Interesting, dude. Yeah, I don't, I mean, everybody thinks they go so quick and they're just, but I guess my experience with spawning smallmouth has been at Roosevelt and Apache. Yeah, yeah, um, well, that's plenty. 
Yeah. And definitely on, yeah, I, I'm going to say on both those lakes I've seen, and that's, that's the other part of the question is how can you tell, um, without seeing them, but you know, I've seen the small mouth come up a little bit later than the large mouth on both of those lakes. It's very um, interesting. And I see, I've kind of experienced the opposite, but it must yeah. be something to do with the makeup of the lakes because, but I, on Roosevelt, I've seen spawning smallmouth in like May, which is pretty That's late, a, dude. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, everyone, you know, everyone always says smallmouth go first. And like, if you look at some other lakes, I've, I've seen the smallmouth go first. Right. So, uh, there, there may, there, I'll tell you one thing, uh, Alex, and for the listeners is there's no set water temp. Like you hear 60 degrees, 60 degrees that matters a little bit, but dude, when things like when, when 75% of the equation lines up, they're going to do it. It doesn't right. have to be a hundred percent perfect. You don't need 60 plus a full moon plus the nice sun and stuff like, man, you get a full moon and some sunny days and, and, and everything's feeling right. And the water's 58, they're going to go. Uh, and then sometimes it's 60, it'll hit 60. And, um, the other stuff's not, you know, the, the water's up and down here and, and water coming up and down is a massive factor too. Like I've seen, uh, there are some lakes that I fished back East, like Tennessee river lakes and stuff where that water, um, is at a winter pool and they bring it up slowly in late winter through the early spring to get to a summer pool and those fish won't spawn until it stabilizes so that water could be 60 degrees for a couple weeks but that it's still going up and those fish won't spawn until the water might be 68 now but the water's stable and uh, they'll spawn so there's so many factors but um and ahead, when Rob. you talk about water temperature you're saying 58 60 uh, i totally agree with that one little tidbit on that is I believe it has to be, you know, 58 plus first thing in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Good not point by there, 3 PM. Yeah. Like Great when point. you launch, yeah. yeah. Cause you could be out there and, you know, probably right now on some of these lakes, I bet it's, I bet it's touching kissing 60, 59, 59. Mm -hmm. kiss. Yeah. So they are but, Nick already, huh? Yeah. I, I haven't wow. seen 60, Ooh. but I've seen like 59 and change. So, yeah. So it, I, my deal was if I would launch my boat and it's 58, you know, in the morning, looking for better, beds, you better start looking. So. That's a great call, man. Great. And point. so the piece of information you're trying to say, Josh, is that if we were all reduced to one trip to the sheets per year, we wouldn't wait for everything to be just right. We'd all <laughs> zoom on in there and it's like, Hey, it's close enough, man. It's time. Like man, waiting 11 months for this. Is that what <laughs> yeah, you're at? Right. Yeah, I think so, dude. Would you agree? <laughs> I, 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 if I had gills, I'd be all about it. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, we're close enough. Let's get this done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 11 months is long enough. That's hilarious, man. <laughs> Sorry. I had um, to add something that was so much technical perfection that I had to ruin it. That's good. That's but good. we well, didn't really uh, answer his question. I mean, there's really no, I mean, I don't know. I, but I think that's good enough. Like that, yeah. that you know, I, I, I'm trying it's to think of, of other signs. Like, like there's, there's plenty of times where you'll, without seeing bedfish, you'll know that they're spawning right by like you know fish in dirty water uh the way that they bite a bait you know like if you're if you're fishing shallow dirty water and you're missing quite a few fish but you can pitch back in there and get get them to bite again you know that fish is on a bed um that's really really common go ahead rob also in clear water quite often you could be going down a flat with a jerk bait in a 
big smallmouth will come blowing up at it and not eat it, you know. And mm. a lot of times you can follow that fish back and you'll see him set up on a bed. See, the jerk you know? bait is an awesome search bait sometimes. It huh? is, yeah. And even even bigger swim baits, whatever. Just something that's going to get their attention to mm-hmm. then you can lay eyes on them in clear water. I mean, that's a good good way to find them. But absolutely. And then you got a follow-up bait, you sling your drop shot down there on that bed. And typically those early smallmouth especially are like really anxious to bite. The uh, oh yeah. They'll they'll you know, eat a they'll they'll meet your hook. bait halfway down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they will. Here's dude, here's a story about a spawning smallmouth. Uh Justin Lucas told me it, but uh they they were at Havasu. Um they uh are going down this flat and they miss a fish on a bed. I'm I'm trying to remember this this properly. Uh they uh Justin misses a fish on the bed so he's got his bare hook hanging over the side of the boat and uh, he's down in the bottom of the boat uh trying to get another bait out dude Uh and all of a sudden his rod goes like that and 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 his and his drags peeling out his rod gets like thankfully his rod's gonna fly to the boat but it gets his wheel gets like jammed up wedged (laughs) in something and then his line breaks (laughs) he's like what the hell just happened like what just happened and he's like, his part is like, I don't know, dude. Loch Ness monster. Uh, so, dude, they get, he reties, gets back on the bed, pitches back to the bed and catches this smallmouth and it's got his other hook in his mouth. That sucker. Oh. Dude, another Havasu uh, smallmouth. This, this is how crazy these uh, smallies are on beds. Perch, Cliff Perch. is uh, trolling, looking like trolling motoring down the bank on high, looking for bedfish. And he's got, you know, when you go really fast, his motor's almost trimmed out of the water. So the prop is just going like this. Just one little flash and all of slowly. Sudden, dude, in the back of his boat, he's boosh. And uh, he's like, what was that? And he just, he gets on high again and his prop starts turning and turn, turn, boosh again, dude. And he's got a smallmouth blowing up on his shiny prop. No. Oh, he wouldn't lie about it, right? Like, there's just wow. That's just. And we crazy. have a hard time catching these fish sometimes. That's yeah, what well, you crazy. just said it was tough fishing at Havasu, <laughs> yeah. Josh. Now hold on a second. I hope you started throwing a buzz bait after that. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. I, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a giant buzz bait. Too. Got him looking up. <laughs> he puts a stinger hook on his prop. Yeah. No, I, love I was at Havasu it. a couple years ago, and we were catching sight fish, and I pull up on this fish, and we catch him. His lips were so nasty because oh. he'd been hooked so many times. Herpes. That I felt bad. I actually, I think it was Alex and I were over there, and I'm like, dude, we got to just quit doing this. I just feel <laughs> bad. bad. These fish are just getting, getting their heads beat in. But, uh, they're well, so great. gnarly. They're just so protective. And, and there's yeah. times when they're tricky, like, hey, this week I had a lot of fish follow up my baits and not eat them. But when they get set, dude, it's, it's, it's insane. Here's yeah. another one. Uh, total, just a tangent, but Lucas, another one he had told me was when he was in his co-angler days, he uh, was at Champlain and he has like four fish. He's got a huge, he's got a huge day going. They're smallmouth fishing. They're not catching numbers, but he's got four big ones in the live well. And he's like, I just need, there's like not much time left. He's like, I need one more, please God, one more. I just need one more. And he's casting his drop shot around. He looks under the boat 
and in the shade of the boat right behind right below them there's like a four pounder sitting there dude and they're sitting over like 20 feet of water and it's sitting in the shade of his boat so he doesn't say anything to his boat or he just drops the bait down (laughs) it goes all the way down to the bottom and the fish follows it down and bites it and he catches it wow wow that's largemouth would never do that right no no yeah they're like suicidal that's so wonderful that's why you love smallmouth just using the boat shade (laughs) they're the best you got to get over there and do some of that this spring nick hopefully all this talk has got you uh why uh, do a little road trip? Yeah, a tangent that I won't drag anyone down to listen to how boring and terrible that will be is I've got the perfect like zombie apocalypse bug out rig designed in my head and I want to break it in on like a nice Colorado River camping fishing extravaganza. Perfect. And this awesome. one will run and drive and it will not leak a quart of oil every five minutes. That's my goal. Right. Are you tuned. talking about something you're looking at buying? Oh yeah, of course. Well, <sighs> Buying, assembling, combining into perfection. Yes. I see a Sprinter van. Ah, I'm too cheap, bro. They're so <laughs> tight, though. God, they're tight. That'd be taking, like, the easy route. Who wants the easy button when you could buy something that's, like, salvage titled, has an Adam's apple? Like, you got to go. You just said it was going to run, though. Just Adam. listen, dude. Before you do that, think about that phone call we had when you were coming back from the lake from Canyon when nothing ran and, and you were like, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. It's my fault. I buy these pieces of crap. <laughs> Just remember that before you hey, pull we, the trigger. I told you that in confidence, bro. <laughs> and this is all assuming that I survived my trip to Mexico. I might come back with one less ear, three fewer fingers. They better make the right call on that ransom phone call. Cause I'm pretty sure if they call my wife, she'd be like wrong number. I don't know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> When you leave it, I know I ask you every time. Uh, yeah, Friday, dude. So as Josh is driving calmly, effortlessly into Flint, Texas, I'll be sweating bullets and getting food poisoning from cat tacos. I can't wait. Nice. There might be, we might have two open spots on the podcast <laughs> after next week. Nick's going to get kidnapped and I'm going to go off an icy road. So Rob, it's just going to be you, dude, running the rant. It's going to turn into Rob's rants and Rob's going to have just like a 20 minute rant of what's going on and what grinds rod's gears if people could just yeah (laughs) yeah we don't Uh, even want to talk about my rants because people are going to want to hear them so tenfold listener growth as soon as josh's politically correctedness and nick's raunchiness leave it'll just be like straight down the middle rob taking us to the happy place yeah well we made it through one question through q a that's pretty good for us man that's we we killed that yeah we got time for one or two more so let's (laughs) let's keep it rolling here um here's another one uh very spring related from mason gunner what areas do you want to look for in a grass slash hydrilla lake when targeting pre-spawn fish Ooh, nice so i want to learn to, about this to me like pre-spawn and uh if it's a grass and a hydrilla lake the hydrilla no matter what it is if you got clean hydrilla that trumps everything like it doesn't there, matter right? what else is in that lake the hydrilla is probably going to be the key dang near all the time but i mean and this sounds it, it and i'm probably i know mason i'm probably telling you i know i'm telling you something you already know but like in the pre-spawn that the best thing to do man is is to start in the spawning areas like like if, if you're if you're in your search find the spawning areas pick out the spawning areas and go backwards from there um and just it's it's your last thing it's your last it's your last patch of hydrilla 
It's your last uh, deep channel swing before the shallow spawning pocket. It's the last dock or couple docks. If you got a bank with a bunch of docks right before a spawning pocket, it's your last couple docks. It's your last, uh, it's a riprap bank that holds a lot of heat that's just outside of a spawning bay. You know, that's why the bridges are so good this time of year in riprap banks, because a lot of times underneath the bridge is the spawning pocket, outside of the bridge is the main lake. And that riprap holds so much heat. So um, just whatever it is, the closest thing to the spawning bay. It's the, to me, it's the most, other than the actual spawn, it's the most predictable time of year because they're not even so, there are fish that are out there eating, but they're not even so concerned about eating right now as they are just getting into position to uh, get ready to spawn. And um, so if you can just pick that spawning area, you know, areas that have good hard bottom and are protected and are going to warm up quick, uh, whatever that closest predominant structure is to there. But the hydrilla, man, like uh, it's just one of those things, whatever, whatever your lake is, if it's got hydrilla in it, that always seems to be like the number one uh, trump card for sure. But you're, you're looking for, he's wanting to catch them out of hydrilla, but you're suggesting to have a, a bottom contour feature near that, that, is setting that section of hydrilla apart, correct? Is that what totally, you're saying? Totally, yeah. I didn't even like, I guess, really mention that very well. So yeah, like it's still got to be, it's there has to be something there, um, structure-wise. But extra, like, you know, it's just it's the closest, it's the closest bit to to the pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's the the closest thing in in, in my experience, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, and and yeah, he's saying in a hydrilla grass lake. So I guess he's talking about catch them out of the hydrilla, but um, just catch them out of that lake period. But mm-hmm, yeah. anything else you guys want to add to that one? No, I think you handled it well. I would, cool. Grass is not my forte. So, Hey, man, it's legal here in Arizona. It's about to be your forte. <laughs> All I can think of is hydrilla gorilla. <laughs> hydrilla gorilla. Nick, you're the uh, man. <laughs> you're uh, here's the- another regional specific one but this is from business from the bass boat this is actually another podcast yeah. so shout yes. out to these guys business way from the cooler bass name boat. than us yeah no kidding in the ozarks region of the country in pre-spawn what are three things you're going to be looking for first to finding quality groups of fish um so i don't know if we'll exactly hit three things but uh one thing is like pre-spawn it's not a great time of year always to ha- to catch groups of fish, right? Like now you're kind of looking for a like, group is a bonus, but like a lot of times you're fishing for single fish, right? It's like, like a sniper life. It's not a time of year where they're super schooled up like most of the time. So um, you're, that might be something to kind of take in, to keep in mind is, is you're, you're looking for, you're not going to sit there and, and, and sit on a spot and catch them cast after cast. It's, it's one here, one there, and it's a it's a total pattern thing. Like, do, do you agree that this is like the best that, time of year to actually pattern fish? Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Was um, like you said, it's one fish here, one fish there, but they they're similar locations mm-hmm. to where you can repeat it over and over as the day goes on. So, and and that's like a secondary point. A um, you know, again, back to the that last little structure feature prior to the spawning channel yeah. bend totally. stuff like channel that bend, uh, and you say channel bend you think 
you know, a lot of people think of a deep channel bend. It could be in that bend could, could be a little one foot drop. In yeah. The back two of feet of difference, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you that, can, you just go ahead, Nick. I didn't say, and it's just, you know, when you say it's not groups, it's because they're just, it's a, it's a matter of positioning right now. Right. So it's like different stages of positioning and they can't all do it at once. Right. Maybe on a larger body of water, the spawn is larger, but I know in our little reservoirs around here at times, I remember even just talking about like the spawn is so prolonged somewhere like Saguaro. And it's just because there's just not a lot of real estate. Right. Yeah, so totally, it's like dude. they stage and then they do their thing. And then the next stage and, the old waves effect, right? I think it's a lack of real estate, but I also think it's uh, very similar to like the Ozark lakes where they're extremely deep. And uh, there, there's a period of time where it's spring and there's deep fish that don't know it's spring yet. Yeah. It's still cold <laughs> as heck that's, down that's there. That's a cool point, dude. <laughs> you know, so that's it's, a cool I point. think, yeah, I think that's what creates the, the, uh, wave effect. Yeah. And the lack of a huge number of fish staging. Right. Mm -hmm. So Ozark lakes are very similar to ours in that aspect where you go to a natural lake in Minnesota and every fish in the entire lake spawns in two weeks, you know what yeah. I mean? So then you're going to have big piles of fish on that pre-spawn on the, the spawning areas. And then the post-spawn also, you're going to, they're going to pile up more where our fish are a lot more spread out when it mm -hmm. comes to those seasonal changes. That's cool, yeah. man. That's a, that's a fantastic point. And I think both you guys are right. Like Nick, it's a, it's a real estate and positioning and, and Rob, that's, I hadn't really thought about that a ton, dude, but there are, there are, it's funny. It'll shock you sometimes when you, when you fish a spawn tournament and there's a dude that still does really well fishing out deep and it's like, man, what the heck? <laughs> so Nobody so years, a, years ago, you guys are familiar with the wild west bass tournaments out here, right? Yep. Well, years ago, there was a Wild West Bass Tournament circuit, and they different gave a boat, one, yep. a different one, yeah. They gave a boat away every tournament. Every It was a team tournament. We'd pay a $200 entry fit. Entry fit boat. Where, Unreal. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> so the original, or the um, the first tournament that went off was at Lake Pleasant, and Lake Pleasant was brand new at that time. They had just, the new dam, it was, it had to be like 96, 97, somewhere in that range. Um and we finished somewhere in the top five. I don't exactly know where we finished, but uh, it was definitely in the top five. We caught 15 pounds sight fishing. And these fish were like, people weren't sight fishing then. And it was just like, it was so flipping easy. It was, we had a blast. The dude won the tournament spooning in like 35 <laughs> foot of water. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. So, and I mean, there was bed fish everywhere. And for him to win it out deep was pretty amazing. Rob, so. did you say people weren't sight fishing though? Like, no, it, wasn't it just wasn't that yet? popular. It wasn't uh -huh. that big of a deal in, in the wow. mid nineties. You know, it just, it was just a handful of guys. People were just like going down the bank, like fishing monofilament with Texas rigs and just, I don't know what they were luck. doing, Nick. I think, I think fishermen nowadays are so much, the competition More informed. Is, oh my goodness. The guys mm -hmm. are so much better nowadays as a whole compared to what they were yeah back then you'd have a you know a hundred boat tournament and you're fishing against 20 guys huh. now you have a hundred boat tournament and you're fishing against 70 guys you know sure mm -hmm. it's just the way it is that's cool it's a good point i don't man. know if those numbers are exact but you know what i'm saying hey yeah, you just, get the concept yeah. yeah yeah uh you just offended 30 guys though <laughs> But, but they, they don't know, know who they, they are, are. Yeah. that's the best part <laughs> if you're wondering if it's you yeah it's not you. I mean, we have a list, but we're not going to see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alphabetical order from the top, please. <laughs> All right. One more thing on that. Uh, 
one more really important clue, like when you're looking for to, to specifically target bigger fish, especially in the pre-spawn, is you're looking for the female fish. And when you are catching, like a lot of times the males will be a little bit ahead and you'll just, you'll either start catching fish and they'll either be females or males. And sometimes it's both, but like, I've seen it a lot of times where you are just on males on buck bass and everyone you catch looks like it's peeing and they're all pound and a half first. They're, they're all one to two pounds. And, and then you do something a little different. You get in a little different area, you fish a little further in or out, or you just do something different and you catch a fat three and a half pounder, you catch a fat five pounder. And, those females are so key because that's, I mean, that's everything. That's what you're looking for. And if you can catch five females in a pre-spawn tournament, you've got a, a big bag. So pay attention and try to figure out if you're catching male buck bass or catching females. It, and it could be any pattern, any lake doing anything. But a lot of times you'll get into an area and you'll get a bunch of bites and they're just bucks. And they're going to be bucks mm -hmm. just for a couple days up there cruising around doing their thing. When the females show up, it, it's a totally different deal, but a lot of times those females will stage and sit out a little bit longer and wait for the conditions to get just right. And then they'll slide up and do their thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, Josh. That's probably one of the most recognizable ways to catch the bigger fish is like you, like you said, when you can determine you're catching the bucks up shallow and you back just off, that's easy. Makes it easier to find those features, right? Those last yes. features for those females, because now, you know, you have, you're sure they're going to spawn there and those females are somewhere near there. Just that's, that's a great point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're right. You know that they're coming if you're catching the bucks in the area and, and Hey, you might be, and you might get on those big females uh, a day or two before they move up. So you've got to be also ready to say you're pre-fishing and you find them. And I've had this happen to me a bunch of times where you think you're going to win the tournament and then you get three days of warm weather and they're poof, they're gone again, but they just <laughs> moved up, you know, they yep. moved up. And not to say they're going to be easy to find or easy to catch, but like you need to make an adjustment because uh, they're only there it's for a, X amount of time. It's a moving target, right? So like the piece yeah. of the puzzle came, but it's not cemented in place. Yeah, yeah totally, that's, totally. That's one of my favorite times of year because you can, like you said, they move quick, but I think you can relocate them a lot easier than you can other times of year. You know where to, you know, the next well, you just kind of you, you got to be ready to adjust and you got to have your feelers out there right but like they just seem it's springtime right so they're going to bite the water temperatures right so it they're more willing to bite and uh as soon as you get those little clues and put it together it really it's i don't know it's just my favorite you got to be a sure. bass detective bro sherlock holmes yep, you just got to exactly. sharpen the sharpen the needle <laughs> i don't know if that makes sense <laughs> I like it. There's a, well, Hey, those are some, uh, some good, uh, like applicable questions for this time of year. So thank you guys for yeah. sending me in the contest yeah. is over, but feel free to keep sending them. Uh, we'll keep answering them as long as they, uh, as long as they keep coming and we got more, we'll, we'll save for down the road. But before we wrap up, what did you guys think about the Super Bowl? Did you guys watch? It was such a it. sad, forgetful <laughs> game that it's already been six days or seven days. And like, there was a Super Bowl. I was shocked at the, they just, what a blowout it was, man. It's crazy. It was a boring game, wasn't it? I'm happy for Brady, dude, your boy. He's got like 39 Super Bowls now, but man, like that was just a, a schlacking. They've had uh back to back, uh, well, the Tampa Bay, they won the Stanley Cup and they had a killer yeah. boat parade for the Lightning, and now the uh, Bucks won and they had another killer boat parade. They're having some fun like the, the uh, still a lot of the countries like 
we're freezing cold. There's COVID lockdowns everywhere. We're not freezing cold in Arizona. I'm not trying to uh, play that card. Yeah, that's 48 like, other there's states. COVID are. lockdowns everywhere. It's still a miserable winter. And in Tampa Bay, they've just been partying nonstop for the last uh, Did five you see months. Tom Brady throw the Vince Lombardi trophy from one boat to the other boat? Unbelievable. <laughs> it's like, I've got so many of these chucks. Yeah, 40, 50 pounds, you think? I don't know. That was sharp edges, that wide receiver that caught it. Like, I don't even know who he was, but like, suffered he didn't career even, ending like, injuries. I was thinking about it. If I was catching that, that trophy, I would have like, probably winced and maybe got out of the way in case I missed it. He just stood there and caught it like this. Like if he doesn't catch <laughs> Over it, it, it's taking his face out. Oh, he wears a helmet. He'll be fine. No one needs to see how ugly he is after that. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, that uh, that was something else, man. The Chiefs, I was I didn't I'm not really a football guy, but they had some offensive line injuries that they were trying to piece back together, right? Because it was dude like the the Buccaneers defense every down was just like pummeling Mahomes. And that's not right. an easy person to to corral and force to make errant throws. Like that guy is as slippery as they come. So you kind of like feel bad for them in that sense when you have a couple of crappy injuries at the most inopportune time. But hey, whatever. Yeah. Like it is what you it kinda, is. You kind of figured they would win the Super Bowl since they had Bruce Arians because any – any sports figure in Arizona, once they leave, they have success. So oh, dude. That's so right. true, man. You're totally right. It's happened so many times. So many these, times. These yeah, there was a World Series up. a couple years ago. There was like, between the two teams, there was like six pitchers from the D-backs. <laughs> the Diamondbacks. <laughs> yeah, it's just. We either, we either like groom top-level talent or we get the people that are on like the backside of their career that are looking for like a nice climate and a cool place to raise their family. Yes. Going back to, <laughs> we had Emmett Smith, dude, when he was like 311. <laughs> dude, we had Shaq for a Shaq. while and he was like 88. Like, I'm sure we could, we had Kurt, well, Kurt Warner was good though. Obviously he gave us some glory, but then he finished, you know, we're like the senior citizens home for top tier athletes. We either groom them or we like, you know, senior yeah, citizen because of scottsdale paradise valley and our weather yeah right it's like it's just, boom it's living the good life yep yeah you're not kidding that's hilarious it's a good Dude, i remember watching emmett smith i was back in the cardinals at arizona sun devil stadium days and you were sitting on like a crappy metal bleacher we had loge seating which was like you know you're a big deal dude they had like a all you could eat hot dog <laughs> table set up that was like your loge how many hot dogs experience. would you throw down yeah i was young i was like eight or nine back then but i could i could <gasps> do me three or four hot dogs dude this is a long time ago man Emmett smith is like geriatric now but i remember watching him and thinking like this is amazing. Like we have Emmett Smith, like, you know, growing up watching the Cowboys dominate. the oh, 90s, yeah. I was like, dude, we're never going to lose. We have Emmett Smith. And like that game, he had like 16 carries for 14 yards. I'm like, Oh, we don't have Emmett Smith. We have like <laughs> yeah. Emmett Smith senior. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, totally different guy now. That's yeah. funny. Uh, it's wild to see some of these. It's starting to make me feel like I'm definitely getting older to see some of these athletes that were just absolute freaks of nature like the best that you, you know you grow up idolizing and you see them now they look like they're old like, men it's like holy crap dude. they're doing like just for men commercials and you're like what like really it is i my sister's in town and so i've been hanging out with my nephew and he's almost 17 and uh he's he's a super fun kid we've gone to top golf the last couple nights and we're just hanging nice. out and uh we were talking about oh speaking of athletes who have aged it was uh um, oh, 
Chris Paul is on the sun. See, there you go. Another yep. one. Did we get Chris Paul when he's like 400 years old too? <laughs> and it was like, Oh man, you know, Chris Paul's good. And I was like, yeah, he is. He's like, but he's pretty old now. I think he's like 35. <laughs> and I was like, that's sad. You make a good point there. Like I remember Chris Paul, like on the Clippers with Blake Griffin. And it was like this whole, like, you know, <clears throat> thing. And it's like, Oh, that's true. Yeah. 35 is, isn't young anymore. And I, I guess, yeah, I, I didn't know what to say to that. I just nodded like nostalgically, like, yeah, I feel you but it did hurt a little bit. That's funny. It's a good point though. Yeah. We've, uh, we've got a sad history of uh, no championships and uh, lots of uh, lots of good players that haven't stuck around. And, and I think maybe part of that's cause like the teams are bad, right? So they get these good draft picks and then, um, yeah. And then they, they get ship them off. You know? Yeah. But um, anyways, uh, enough sports. Uh, anything else you guys have before we wrap this thing up? Not really have a safe trip to Texas and, Thanks. Go catch him, man. What's I appreciate it. 300 grand? 300 grand. One in 40. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about that Bass Pro tournament, too. And we'll save that a little bit for next uh, next week. But a uh, million dollars to the winners of Bass Pro Shops and uh, White River Marine, which is Nitro Boats, Tracker Boats, Ranger, Triton. They're putting on a team tournament. First place is a million dollars. They've got like what? a few different ways to get in and qualify for it. They've got like a regional tournament at Lake Mead. You pay four hundred dollars as a team, I think, maybe four fifty. And I thought the, it was nine hundred. Am I wrong? I don't know. I maybe maybe it's four fifty a person. Could be whatever. I don't know. Uh, I should know that, but um, we'll have to check it out. But they have limitations. We can't fish it because uh, there's a max amount of money that you could have won to. It's a it's an amateur. Rob and I can. Let's go, Rob. We yep. need a million dollars. Hey, you're how much dude. You actually can, can Nick, because you're a nitro owner. It's for it's only for White River Marine owners. But first it's, place, I think, in the regional is fifty grand. Yeah, yeah. Let's it's go, too Rob. late to sign Rob up. Can't so the, go. what's that? You, you can't go either. Why can't I? What's that? You won over a hundred thousand dollars. Not documented. Uh, that was in a different millennium, bro. Dude, it's documented, Rob. What's that? I bet it's documented. Maybe. That's in the Anyhow, archive that's um, like off site and they gotta like get out a Rolodex to find it. Yeah. yeah. The sign up is is come and gone already though. Yeah. <clears throat> and they're but, doing a they're doing a lottery uh to see if you get in if there's uh, more than but it's pretty cool. Our buddy Rob Thielen's doing it. I talked to him about cool, it. Cool man. So, him nice. and his dad. So awesome. Cool. Well, yeah, they can win yeah. the million for us. That'd be awesome. I hope he does. Hey, Rob, if you win, you better buy a sweatshirt. Yes. Uh, two of them. And I was <laughs> yeah, just one, one for your dad, one for your boys. Uh, <laughs> I expect a big order. <laughs> they put clothes on everybody out here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, anyways, but on, on the, uh, I was just uh, talking about odds, like our buddy was like, hey, dude, if you, where else can you get that type of odds at winning a million dollars? Like in any type of, Yep. betting or gambling or competition in life, like a one in three fifty shot at a million dollars, then that's assuming you get to that tournament. But like, it's Still pretty, pretty darn good. It's good odds, dude. It's good odds. So just on that alone, he's like, he he's signing up. But, and then I thought about it. I'm like, Hey, I got one in 40 at, uh, at 300 grand. And that's, yep. that's, that's assuming every angler has the same odds. I would say my odds are probably lower than Jordan Lee's, but, uh, no, uh, maybe, but no. either way, uh, it's a legit shot. So go ahead. The other, the other cool thing is the regional tournament out here is on Lake Mead in April, late April. So that'll be great fishing. Oh, actually, show out like it, it'll it look will. Good. It'll be phenomenal. So guarantee over twenty pounds wins. I agree. Guarantee. I agree. But I think 
I think Rob was telling me it's um, top 40 guys qualify. Did yes. you already go over that? Yeah. yeah well, so, no, I didn't say that. Yeah, so top really 40 out of each regional. Um, I mean, you go have a decent day, you're going to probably make it. So Yeah, go cool. catch 10 pounds. Yeah, yep, yep. So, right on. Well, yeah, good luck exciting. to all the folks that signed up for that. And, um, yeah, thank you guys uh, for jumping on. Thanks to the listeners for listening as always. Uh, oh, and last thing, since we just keep bugging you guys with all this stuff, uh, the YouTube video that we talked about last week is live on the YouTube channel. So the English Happy Hour YouTube channel, uh, we had some fun with it. Uh, did you have a chance to watch it, guys? I did, yeah. It was pretty cool. Right on. So. That's cool. Ryan did a great job putting it together. He did. And Nick didn't Very watch it because he's not in it. He's waiting. That's all I was going to say. Like, I wasn't in yeah, it, I so like, why would I watch it? Come on, man. <laughs> like, we all know who brings the entertainment value to this, and it's just very clear to see why I wouldn't watch it. Fair enough. Now, well, Ryan I hope is, you can go to the next one. Yeah. Well, Ryan's a master, dude. He does that little, like, still shot thing, and then he gets, like, a like a red crayon effect. And, yeah, I mean, he's we can see why he's the talented one in this bunch. He's, he's got no it going doubt. on. No doubt. He's good. But yeah, check it out. It was, it was pretty interesting video and um, we'll, uh, we'll do more of them, but give that a, uh, a, a like and please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We're trying to grow that. And then the more we can grow it, the more videos that we'll be, we'll be able to do. So um, obviously if you don't like the videos, don't subscribe, but if you do like them and want to see more, uh, please subscribe. And I think that's it guys. Hope you all have a great week. And um, next time we talk to you, we're going to have some stories. Me and Nick both, for sure. It's going to be a a very interesting uh, weekend ahead for us. We'll uh, talk to you all soon. Thanks again for listening to the show, guys. Hope you all had a great week and hope you have a great week ahead. For those folks that are in the parts of the country that are going to get blasted by that cold front, be safe. And for everyone else, hopefully you can get some fishing in. We will talk to you soon.